Hot Take Hockey Podcast with your hosts, Lucas and John Viveros. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hot Take Hockey Podcast. Myself, John, Lucas here, and an absolute legend bringing on Isles Girl 3, Kim. Kim, thank you so much for coming on to this episode. We're going to talk about a bunch of stuff all around the Metro Division. Uh, just off the bat, Kim, how are you feeling about the new season and Islanders hockey being back? Um, I mean, with the Islanders hockey being back, I'm always happy. With this team, I'm always optimistic. I always, ex- you know, want the best for them. I always expect the best out of them. You know, some things are out of, you know, your control as a fan, but you just want the, your team to do the best. So I'm always optimistic that they're going to be a playoff contender. Obviously, they go back to back, playing the Lightning and tight series. And then last year, like, I think just, I, I knew so many people that had them top two. I mean, I had them top three in the division, had them as a, a cup favorite or a playoff contender like going into this year do you like the fact that it's switched back to everyone overlooking the islanders again oh i always i'm like happy when people overlook the islanders i'd rather be the underdog team than like the have the expectations because when you have the expectations they're easily crushed they're yeah. so easily crushed and that's what happened last year is we had these big expectations for this team and when we didn't meet expectations it was a crushing season for like all fans and that's not the type of season I want to come out of I always want to come out as the underdog and if we didn't do it hey we were the underdog anyway yeah Lucas just uh based on what you think Islanders Rangers Devils all across the board right now Penguins Hurricanes Caps Blue Jackets uh, who else said like Flyers Man, a lot of people are just right off the flyers. <laughs> what a mess. But just no. based on old Metro, what is your kind of uh, initial initial thoughts? Yeah, we were talking about it before you, we jumped on here. And like the Metro is always the division that is just a battle. Like it's a grind. There's so many teams in there that are, are battling for those playoff spots. And now you see, you know, teams like New Jersey, hopefully taking the next step. Uh, Columbus bringing in Johnny Hockey. Uh, and Philly's hoping to get back to their game, bringing in Tortorella. So the the, the Metropolitan Division is a logjam, and it's going to be very interesting if if anybody gets their predictions right on this division. Oh, no. uh, you know, like I just I just it's so tough to to put them one through eight. Because the trend I feel like I always see in the Metro is like a couple things. Like one being the balanced lineups. Like I'm even looking at the Rangers last year in the playoffs. Like their third line of Hedl, Lafreniere, and Kako. And I just look at the like Islanders. Like well, there's Holmstrom, whether well, it's Wallstrom. Like there's a couple guys that we spread across the lineup. Uh, I feel like that's like a big thing. I mean, even Pittsburgh in the playoffs, the HBK line, Haglin, Benino, Kessel. Like I just feel like sometimes spreading out the lineup. And I mean, the Islanders have that structure. I think that was why they were so successful in the playoffs was they were able to match up. Like when you have a healthy Pajot on the third line matching up against third line talent, like that's going to work out for you well. Mm-hmm. Obviously to a different degree, if you don't have your top players playing well, then things are just not going to go well. But in terms of matchup game, I feel like the Islanders have that. I think they've always had that. And so I think for, I guess, just to kind of structure the conversation more into overall Metro, do you feel like the Islanders have, so maybe not just Islanders, but do you, so you look at like the Rangers, I would say right now, people, I would say the overall is like Rangers, Hurricanes in the playoffs, yeah. mm-hmm. then Capitals with their injury issues, no Backstrom, no Tom Wilson. So are they in there? But Pittsburgh keeping Raquel, if Jari plays well, they should be in there. So it's like those three teams, then who's jumping in? If if the Metro has two wildcard spots, then it's like, is it between the Islanders, Caps, like could Blue Jackets be in there? Kim, I guess just... On that conversation, who do you see in? Who do you see out? And obviously, we can just we could do predictions, all three of us. But I guess just in that kind of bubble area, what do you see happening? Yeah, the the metro is so hard to pinpoint. Like like you said, the you know my top tier ones are like definitely the Hurricanes, like on top. The Hurricanes are just 
Uh, and they're also an Islanders kryptonite. That team, for some reason, is always an Islanders kryptonite. They have been for years. Pisses me off. <laughs> that high stick goal is still BS. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, even with Kyle Palmieri's goal, like, it was like, how many, we were even joking before the season, we're like, how many goals will Kyle Palmieri be disallowed this year? Like, <laughs> just st- stuff like that. But Carolina definitely on top. Rangers, you know, have proven themselves. That kid line, I said before, I think with you, John, that once that kid line evolves and it they become more, you know, confident in their play, they were going to be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Oh, the Devils to me, though, maybe a wild card chaser, but maybe not make playoffs at all. Yeah, I see them as a team that's like battling in March, but yeah. probably fades out near the end of March. I mean, I like I like what team they got going on right now. I think they're going to need another year or two of experience. Exactly. But, uh, you know, I like the addition of like an Eric Halla. I like Dougie Hamilton bouncing back this year. Yeah, for sure. And, and Jack Hughes, I'm like such a Jack Hughes supporter. So I, I think, think Hughes will have a big year. I was yeah. also going to say, I think their defense core is really underrated at this point. I know people yep. have been raving about uh, John Marino and training camp already. And like Siegenthaler's underrated. Uh, Ryan Graves is in a contract year. And like sometimes guys in contract years, Dougie Hamilton for a bounce back. So it's just like, they have a few guys in the defense core. And back to that, like, I would say that trend in the Metro division, the devils probably go into the season with three pretty intriguing lines. Like I feel like they just have underrated guys like a Sharon Govich underrated, like could a Tatar bounce back Andreas Janssen bounce back. Yeah. Like, they just, we'll see. I, I think they're an interesting team, but I, yeah, back to what you just said, Lucas, I feel like it does start with Jack Hughes and what he does. And, and Palat as an addition, like yeah. I think Palat's going to do a lot for either Hughes or he's whoever he plays with, like, they got some good pieces. I don't buy it yet just because, like you said, it's very – at the top, it's the Rangers and Hurricanes. And then I still would have teams like the Islanders, the Penguins, and and the Capitals, I think, once they're all healthy ahead of them. But, yeah, I mean, even Columbus is, is a tough one to pinpoint if we want to shift there to a little bit. Like, That's a tough they, one. Right? They've added Johnny Hockey. I mean, you, you hope that – that enough? Is it enough? And is he going to be at that 115? He's been there his whole career, and they've done nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but Goudreau sauced in a line now. <laughs> I mean, hey, what's going to happen? Is Barzell going to be, like, sauced into Wallstrom more, or is Goudreau going to be sauced in a line more this season? Because, I don't know, I'm excited. I'm excited for Line to be with an elite playmaker like Johnny. I mean, if you're talking about developed players and, like, you know, just history, <laughs> you're going to say, like, Goudreau and Line, like yeah, obviously. Yeah. But who knows? That's the thing with the Islanders. It's like, will Wallstrom blossom? Like Dobson blossoms with us. We always have one player I've seen each year that just blossoms. We had like Pelic and then we had Dobby. And I'm like wondering if maybe Wallstrom's that player that blossoms this year with us. Yeah, not yeah. to say Wallstrom's gonna be in that category for like higher tier goals, but yeah, I'm just looking at a few guys in the metro, like whether it's line A or looking at um a couple guys like Pittsburgh, I just think if they're all healthy, like keeping Raquel, I'm just high on Pittsburgh because I feel like they're always a good season team. They they have Raquel now, and I feel like that top six is pretty solid. I mean, the top six has always been solidified, but between Gensel, if Malkin's healthy, if Crosby stays healthy, like they could have three potential, like 35, 40 goal scorers in Pittsburgh. Like, as I just said, line eight there. Uh, I feel like, again, maybe this is a hot take, but I feel like Jack Hughes could easily put 80 plus points on the board this year and i don't think anyone would bat an eye like oh i would i would be surprised more. to see jack hughes put 90 <laughs> like oh yeah <laughs> i don't think he's gonna hit it but i like i'm not as big on jack hughes but i i wouldn't be surprised if he puts up like a 
a great amount of points. Like if he doesn't stay healthy, which, you know, the last few seasons, it's been a little on and off with that. It's tougher for him to hit those 80, 90 point thresholds and keep the devils in the chase. So that's interesting. I also want to touch on all the goaltenders, like, you know, a quick goalie talk in the Metro. And I mean, we'll start with the Islanders and I love the Islanders goaltending as, as usual every season with these two dependable goalies they have. And, and uh, how do you see it splitting out? Cause Varlamov is obviously a free agent at the end of the year. So, you know, how many starts does he really get in this, in this split? And to add to that question, could this be the year Sorokin solidifies himself as like a top six, top seven goalie, like really up there in the league? Uh, that that's what was pissing me off the most at the end of the season, just because the Islanders didn't make playoffs. Sorokin, I feel like, did not get the recognition he deserved. He honestly, bullshit. He got save of the year. To me, he was save of the year. That like backwards roll, save oh, yeah. with the one arm on the Rangers. Like, I don't know. You couldn't beat that to me. I mean, there was absolutely like more beautiful like Subban with the behind the back save, but. Like, seriously, I don't know that he to me, he really did not get the recognition he deserved. Even when you're like looking at something as stupid as like NHL rankings, I think they rated him like 88 or something like that. I'm like, out of all players. It? Yeah. Yeah. Out of like a, a, of goaltending. Yeah. And like they rated him and he, even like they underrated Demko too. Oh, like, NHL in NHL 23. Yeah. In, 23, yeah, in the yeah. game. Okay. Even okay. Underrated like Demko, but then I'm seeing like things like, you know, Rangers went far and they deserve the recognition for that. But everyone's saying, you know, oh, she's, you know, she's Turkey, she's Turkey. Yeah. I really think people are undervaluating Sorokin. And when they go head to head, like that's going to be fun. So you think Sorokin, like this year, people are, at least are going to realize that he's not too far behind Shosturkin. Like he's right there. I think people realize he's a fantastic goalie, but I don't think they realize how much of a fantastic goalie he is. Yeah. How brilliant he is. And also he's, you know, creating, he, you know, we had Romanov brought in. He, they they hit it off they're like the best of friends and that's that's great to have some chemistry between your goaltender and your defense you know communication wise i think that just like more solidified our back end as well especially okay, for so, a young player young goalie yes yeah, sorry john go ahead no yeah i was just gonna say yeah. so yeah let's let's rank the goaltending in the metro so i would say i mean this is just my opinion here i would probably go shesterkin at one i would say i mean sorokin's probably Two, I think the only thing I'll say is like based on how Freddie played last year, if he plays like that this year and can stay healthy, then I mean Freddie Anderson's probably a top three or top four. Like Lucas, do you see anyone else probably in that consideration yeah. for top three in the Metro? I mean my my top five. I'll just wrap through my top five real yeah. quick. I got Shesterkin, Sorokin, Freddie Anderson. I got Elvis Merzlikens. Oh, hot take. And number five, even hotter take. He's just on a really bad team, guys. Be nice to him. It's Carter Hart as my number five. I feel wow. like he's just on a bad team. This Tristan Jari disrespect. Oh, I know. Year. I know. I mean, but... I'll say this. Jari, Jari went from like the most criticized goalie I've ever seen in my life to like last year he had an unreal year. Yeah. Um. So it's hard it's to say like that's. Yeah, like, well, look what Jari did against the Islanders. Like, that was a – that's a hiccup, <laughs> to say the least. But, yeah, I mean, I think, like, it's just – it's so hard because if you look at even, like, Kemper, like, he just won a cup, and now he's the number one guy by far with the Capitals. Like, if Kemper repeats that, then, like, I think we need to give him more respect, too. Uh, I feel like the only goalie, like, huge question mark, like, in terms of – what are we going to see is the devils. Like, I mean, Blackwood and Vanacek. I just, I don't know what yeah. to expect there. I feel like all across the board, like every other team in the Metro, there's a guy there that it's like, okay, he's probably going to take the reins. 
Blackwood and Vanacek, I feel like there's a lot of people throwing out hot takes that Vanacek might be the guy there. But I don't know if I fully believe that. I feel like Blackwood might be bouncing back. But Cam, just based on the goalies we threw, threw out there, do you feel like it's a Shesterkin, Sorokin, one, two? And then oh, yeah. how would you kind of see it? Oh, absolutely. Like, just, I feel like that's like, that's solidified. Like, Shesterkin. That's Sorokin. a one tier right there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Troy, I'm, I'm like shocked that none of you had Varlamov in your top five. I'm mm. going to be honest. I might be super biased. I, I am super biased. What am I talking about? Yeah, but Kim, <laughs> you have to think about it. I think I, I, I think Varlamov had his like inconsistencies too. I th- I feel like Varlamov's ceiling he sometimes does. he shows really well, but then like there'll be a stretch of games that's like I've seen Islanders fans all on my timeline going, get Sorokin back in the net, get Sorokin back in the net right away. Kid, I hated those tweets. <laughs> because most of the time they were not even Varlamov's fault. I'm yeah, gonna be I mean, honest, the- just watching, just critically watching. I don't know. Just personally, I feel like it was just days where, you know, we didn't have Sorokin in net. And for some reason, the team didn't play as well in front of Varlamov. I think that's why people were yelling Sorokin in net, because we had a different team chemistry when we had Sorokin in net. Um, I think that's something to watch this time is if we have, you know, Varlamov in net or Sorokin, will the team chemistry kind of shift? I don't know. They seem to play better in front of Sorokin. I don't know if that's just like they felt more, you know, at ease with him in net. I don't know. But that was something where a lot, that's why a lot of fans were saying, like, put him back in net, put him back in net, because we played better with (laughs) Sorokin. But you can't just have him play every single game. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see. I think that's why I think Lou wanted to, even though I don't necessarily agree with a lot of Lou's uh, activities this offseason, but I think in terms of a tandem, you don't want a guy ripping 60 plus games um, in a season where you hope to make the playoffs. So I know. We got to get Kimmy back to her Isles hockey suit here. So let's rip through the three of us. Let's rip through our ranks, or at least like a rough prediction. Um, Kim, if if you want to lead off. Kim, kick it off. If you want to kick it off. Lucas and I can go first if you want. It's totally up to you. You're the guest. Because I was like looking through here, and I keep shifting with my teams. I keep going like up, down, up, down with this. Hurricanes, number one for me. I mean, just solid team in general. Great goaltending. I think they're going to be, I think they're going to solidify it. Number one, again, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Number two, I could see Rangers. I could see Rangers doing well again. I mean, the team is, you know, I got to give props where props are due. And I think the Rangers are a team that to show in the playoffs, they are a team that can, you know, come and solidify that, you know, they're a fantastic team, that kid line, we may see more from them this year. I hope they, you know, they do break out a little bit more and show that what they have. Um, but for number three, this is this is where I juggle. This is where I juggle between like Caps, Penguins, and Blue Jackets because Blue Jackets may come out and surprise everybody. Who knows? Maybe the Goudreau is what it's supposed to be. Maybe Blue Jackets come out of nowhere, come in number three. I think this is where maybe Blue Jackets come back and show, hey, we're a playoff team. A spicy take. So are you yeah. putting jackets at Love three? It. I'm putting jackets at three. Wow, nice. I love it. This is hot take hockey. We love a it. A hot take. I'm putting it a hot take. Jackets surprise everyone. They come in number three now because they have that new momentum. Bird. So you have Penguins Capitals ahead of the Isles? Penguins Capitals? This is where I'm going to surprise. So this is where, like, I'd say wildcard battle. Maybe with healthy Capitals, Capitals Islanders. Wow, you have penguins out? I wow. Have, I don't know. Penguins, I feel like they're just, you know, they're getting no I still don't have that faith in Jari. I know we were saying that Jari came out and kind of surprised, but I still don't have 100% faith in him. 
and I feel like goaltending is just so important. I mean, Crosby, Malkin, you know, everyone like on the Penguins, but I don't know if they, I don't know. I, wow. I just want to take, if the yeah. Islanders can do what they do and these guys show up to the plate again, this is so many variables. So to make assumption, I guess you have what devil's flyers to finish that out. Cause I, I, I saw when Lucas was saying, Oh, well, with the flyers turned around with Tortorella, I, I saw Kim like, no, <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I, I was just trying to give props to the flyers. Fans, sorry. I, I, it's not going to happen. Props, but I think flyers fans are expecting the worst out of the season. Yeah. I mean, definitely is the guy to whip him into shape. I mean, you saw the training camp photo. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. So Lucas, based on the hot takes, Kim just threw hot takes left and right. Oh, what, what are your what are your adjustment on those predictions or your your own uh, thoughts? I I got Rangers one. Okay, and which okay. is spicy for me because I was very down on the Rangers last year. I'll come out and say it. I was downplaying the Rangers. I underestimated them. I got them at number one this time. They've convinced me. I got Carolina at two. I have Pittsburgh at three. Okay. And it's not about Jari. For me, it's about, this is almost, I don't, I feel like too many people say this, but we're almost at a last dance with the Penguins. They've all, they, you know, they've brought their guys back, Malkin and Latang, and I think they're motivated to really go for it before it's too late. So I I'm expecting a Malkin bounce back this year for the record, but yeah, keep going. Yeah. I got after Pittsburgh at three, I have the Islanders at four. Okay. All right. <laughs> I got... I got this is but we're getting spicy now. I got Columbus at five. Oh, I got the caps at six. Wow. And then I, I don't even know if I'm confident with that. Like caps at six. Yeah. I think I know. the, de- I think I the, feel about the penguins, that's exactly no, how I feel about the penguins. No, but I think, I think the caps could even be looking at seven just because I have New Jersey still like coming up. I mean, well, I, I don't blame you. I mean, it's, there's so many question marks with the caps because of the injuries, like no Wilson, yeah. no Backstrom. And then they have like, like they're expecting a lot from Dylan Strom right off the bat. As of September, as of September, I have, I'll put the caps at six devils at seven flyers, eight. So okay. my real spicy take, I guess, is Columbus being in that wild card mix yeah. at five yeah. and the Islanders getting a wild card spot at four. I'll say this right now. I think if you swapped, and this is no shot against the Islanders mm-hmm. game, but I'm just saying this because I actually have faith in like Sorokin in a big way. I think if you swap the goaltending duos with the Islanders and devils, I oh, usually yeah. have the devils in the playoffs 100%. Yeah. Actually, I just think the, the question that. marks I have around the goaltending of the devils. I'm just like Blackwood's shown signs, but I just, I can't be like Vanacek and Blackwood and have the devils in like the three spot. And hey, yeah. maybe you're watching this and the devils made the playoffs. I just can't say it at this point. Um, but just any other thoughts? We're, we're about to be done here. And Kim's got to get back to that Isles game, but Kim, any last thoughts on the Metro or Islanders quick? Just, I, I know I'm going to be wrong. I know I think everyone's going to be wrong at the oh, end we're of the always, season. Oh yeah, always. <laughs> this, this Metro never acts up the way anyone predicts. Sorry for my outrageous hot takes, but love I, I love them. Love it. it up a bit because yeah. who knows? Maybe that actually happens. I don't know. Oh yeah. Yep. Well, uh, just to close it out. Um, hey, there you go. And this well, legend. And this legend. <laughs> yeah. Um, nah, but thank you, Kim. I really appreciate it. We pr- really appreciate it. Okay. So it cut off there at the end with our meeting with Isles Girl. But again, a big shout to Isles Girl. If you guys didn't catch it at the end, make sure you go subscribe to Isles, Isles Girl 3. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Twitter. Uh, Lucas, any last kind of thoughts on the Metro? I know we were kind of talking like maybe a little bit more Isles there, but Kimmy was on. So we had to talk Isles. But just overall, I mean, I know we've talked Metro on some other uh, episodes, but do you have any kind of final thoughts on the, on the division? 
Yeah, the Metro, as always, it's an interesting one. I think even though I'm a little bit down on the caps this year, Ovi's still going to hit his 40-plus goals, and he's going to chase down that record. I still am confident in that. Uh, and, yeah, I just think overall, when I was doing my goalie rankings there with Alice Girl as well, people got to be a little bit a little bit more kind to Carter Hart because he's in a tough spot, and I think that he can – you know, it's not that he's going to rebound because he's on a brutal team, but once the Flyers get going, if they still hold on to him, he could be that guy for them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the Metro is just – such a fun division. It's so unpredictable every year. It's so hard to pick like Isles girl said, I mean, all yeah. of our picks are probably going to be dead wrong, but it's fun to make them. Hockey's almost here. We're only a few weeks away and the season's ready to go. Okay. Can I throw out a possibility? It like, is there a chance with like Tortorella and the teams that he's coached and like, he is like notorious for like coaching, like fringe teams, like teams that are just speaking to the playoffs or like 80 point teams. Is there a possibility that the Flyers are not nearly as bad as everyone will think? Like, I th- I'm just I think, thinking they're deep yeah. up front. Their defense is not great, but they're deep up front. And if Couturier does come back in a few weeks versus what was being initially reported, and as we said, if we're nicer to Carter Hart and he has a bounce back here, like, are they as bad potentially? I'm just saying, I feel like everyone, everyone is like the Flyers, including myself. I'm not saying I'm not, but like everyone's just like, Flyers default to the bottom or, or one of the bottom teams, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I see their improvement more coming in points, maybe not positioning. Maybe they still are bottom, but like, like I said, I mean, I, I see their, the Eastern conference getting, you know, squished more. And yeah. so I see the Flyers, I think they finished around 60 points last year. Maybe they get to 70. I mean, maybe that's positive for them, right? I mean, an extra yeah. five wins or so, but there is a chance of that. Cause Totorella has done that with Columbus. He made them relevant and interesting, even with a team that was, okay i mean they they overperformed for the players they had uh in a couple seasons and i think portarella is good at getting the most and squeezing the most out of what he's got and so, i feel like there's a lot of tortorella type players in the flyers right now atkinson connect me yeah. uh like i think he can get some some good production out of kevin hayes again hopefully yeah like scott lawton's kind of falling off yeah Lawton, lawton's a little feisty too like there's just some guys oh, in the flyers that, yeah oh my yeah. owen tippet will be a favorite for tortorella wow yeah, yeah. There's also a lot of torts players there, like style yeah. guys. So that's like, what I'm saying. You never know. You never, you never know. know. But, um, yeah, the only other thing I'll say about the Metro, and I feel like we kind of alluded to it on the chat, is like I feel like the last couple of years, especially like after the Devils brought in Dougie Hamilton and like started drafting guys and Jack Hughes, is like everyone's been waiting for the Devils to do this, yeah. and everyone's been waiting for the Penguins and Capitals to do this. Yeah. So I feel like that's the one question mark and the one trend is like, when is that team going to do this? And one of those older cores going to do that. And, and the I, year that John, the year that happens, we're not going to see it coming. It's just going to happen. So yeah. I, I personally right now would have my bets on it, not happening yet this year, but I think it, it's, it's bound to happen eventually. And oh, within the next happen, couple of so. seats, yeah, within the next couple of seasons, it's going to be interesting to see Pittsburgh. And, and it's going to be a grace. full, full big time shift because I mean, again, Pittsburgh, Yes, they've brought in some guys that are going to be there for a bit, like Raquel and Latang signed. And but it's just like when Crosby and Malkin are gone, that team's going to suffer. Oh yeah, big time. Um, but yeah, I mean, good Metro talk. Uh, if for anyone watching the pod or listening, uh, definitely drop comments if there's something we didn't touch on or certain teams. I feel like we're going to talk a lot about it a lot more, whether it's through like a fantasy episode or different things that will drop. Uh, we'll discuss the Metro in a lot of different ways. It was good to get uh, to get Kim on as a guest. And any last thoughts, Lucas, uh, on the Metro? 
I'm so excited just in general to talk games and talk action yeah, hockey, and, and, yeah. and hockey once it starts. And, you know, we've been making all these different pods uh, with great guests and, and, and predicting and forecasting what's going to happen. But yeah. it's going to be great once it's the products in front of us and we're really, you know, consuming it night in, night out and seeing what happens around the league. So I'm hyped. Yeah, I'm amped too. So from Lucas and myself, thank you so much for watching Hot Take Hockey Podcast. Hit that subscribe button, hit the like, hit the notification bell, drop your comments down below and reach out to us on social media. Hope to see you on the next podcast video or live stream. We'll chat soon, guys. Have a good one. Peace. Peace out.